Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Bliss Report. It's Dr. Sashin, and it is Tuesday here on the Bliss Report, where we talk about all things health, mental health, physical health, emotional health, health. Today, we're talking about permission versus forgiveness. And what we're really talking about is why we continually ask ourselves to consider other people who no longer matter to us before we make decisions that are really impactful to our personal lives. Or what I like to say, why do we keep giving a fuck? Seriously, why do we keep doing it? And the answer is pretty simple, but it's so life transforming when you start to put the answer into practice that I felt like it deserved an entire episode all to itself. So good morning. I hope that you're having a fantastic morning so far. I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you. Please have conversation with me. Leave a comment, subscribe, a rating, or and or a review, and let me know you're out there listening because I love talking to you. So whether you're on the phone, excuse me, not on the phone, whether you're on the treadmill, on the go, in the car, over a cup of coffee or tea, depending on what time of day it is, wherever you're catching me this morning or this afternoon or this evening, hello and thanks for tuning in. This is Dibliss Report, and I am Dr. Sashin, and we'll be right back. Okay, well, hello. Let's talk about it. I've got some interesting commentary today based on some conversations that I've had over the past couple of days. So this episode was actually supposed to be something different for Mental Health Tuesday. But what happened was I have a divorce coaching business, and I, I, I... help women who are coming out of a divorce, especially if they're divorcing a narcissist, because I have a some <laughs> some familiarity with this one, um, get past the feeling of not ever feeling, be, feeling like they can make it beyond the divorce. And so I talk to women who are fabulous and wonderful and, and, and strong and powerful and beautiful and amazing, but who haven't been able to step into their second act yet because there are still some things that are holding them back from the divorce. My job is to come in and be the counselor, the good girlfriend, because your other girlfriends are tired of hearing it, and also the mirror that hold, that 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 holds up themselves back to themselves so that they find themselves a whole heck of a lot faster than they would if they were trying to do it on their own. So I was having a conversation this weekend um, with one of my wonderful clients, and we were having this great conversation, and we're swimming towards the end of it, um, end of our session together, and she asks me this great question and I will never use any of my clients' names with this and, and I will change all the relevant details because our sessions are private. But this was a great moment that I absolutely want to share with you, the listening audience, because I have a feeling that someone else out there is having this moment, is having this, what, what am I supposed to do versus what do I want to do moment. So my client has... Um, had her wedding dress still. And she's moved a couple of times and she's carried these dresses with her. And so we're having this conversation about repurposing the the dress into something. What The second, she had two wedding dresses, re- repurposing one of the wedding dresses into it, maybe a summer dress and pockets and tie-dyeing and make it, giving it a new life. And I immediately said, hold on a minute. What? Are you kidding me? No, that is a hard, fast emphatic, stand on this rock, die on this hill, put a knife through its heart. No, because what is the purpose of taking a dress that has marked a chapter of life that you no longer want to be a part of and repurposing that 
to be a part of the new chapter of your life because you're always going to remember where that dress came from. You're always going to have the memory of that dress attached to the relationship that you bought it for initially. It's not as though this is some dress that you bought for a party and you had a falling out with that friend and years later you decide, I'm going to forgive that friend and I really love this dress, so I'm going to repurpose it into something else. Or it's one of the gazillions bridesmaids, maid of honors, whatever dresses that we all get stuck with and we're like, okay, so the dress isn't that bad, so let me do something else with it and give it a second life. This isn't that. This is a wedding dress and absolutely no way to get rid of, memory stuck to it like like stink on poop dress that is always going to have the residual energy of the relationship that you were in attached to it. Now, why on earth would you want to carry that around with you? And good gracious, why would you want to wear it again? So after much laughing and giggling and and, and histrionic, over-the-top dramatics, she took her dresses and she gave them to Goodwill. And she was so excited because what I did was I gave her permission to do what she felt like she really wanted to do, which was let it go. She really wanted to let it go. She wanted to be able to stand on her two feet and say, I don't care if these dresses were this amount of money. I don't want them anymore. They remind me of a life I don't choose to exist in anymore, but I can't let them go because they cost so much money because they are this memory that other people are holding on to because they are the receptacle of all of these things that were supposed to mean something. And if if no one gives me permission to let them go, then maybe people won't forgive me for moving on. And that, my friends, is what we're talking about today. There is a life-giving, transformative moment that happens when you stop giving a fuck about what other people are going to say about your decisions. And I'm talking to my ladies out here who are on this side of 40, the pretty side of 40, you know, the one that's before, you know, right after 39, because that's the pretty side of 40. The ones that who who find themselves constantly second guessing their actions as they get into their second chapter because they're afraid, so afraid that if they don't get permission to act a certain way, that they may not be forgiven for that action and then they might find themselves cast out. Now, if you've listened to the to the previous iteration of this podcast, which, which was called So You're Getting a Divorce, you know that one of the things that I cover often and we'll continue to cover on the Bliss Report because it's really important to mental health, is how our tribes change as we move through different stages of life. And one of the hardest stages where our tribe should be the most solid, but we find out it's not, is right after the breakup of a relationship, especially one that's had some longevity to it. Because the people begin to choose sides and, and the people who stick with you also have an expectation that you won't change a whole lot from the person that they used to know. And then you find yourself beginning to be pigeonholed into acting a certain way, being a certain way, living a certain way, and existing a certain way. And because of that, we find that we're not actually living necessarily the life that we want to live, the life that we would choose to live if we were free, if we gave ourselves permission instead of waiting around asking for uh, or hoping that someone will forgive us for choices that we have made. Now, I know that for some people, the saying is, Better to ask um, for forgiveness, um, for forgiveness than permission, right? And there is always the possibility that the person that you are, <laughs> the action that you're deciding to take won't be forgiven by the people who are closest to you. So that's where you have to make a decision. You have to decide if the decision that I'm going to make doesn't produce any forgiveness, and I know it's potentially going to hurt some people, am I willing to stand in that hurt 
and and say my big girl my big girl heels are on i got the four inches on for this one i'm standing in this because this is my new truth and i know this can be taken any number of ways especially in the current climate of the country and the current climate of the world i'm going to stick with relationships and i'm going to stick with with um women owning their life after after a breakup because I'm not going to get into politics on this podcast. I make a promise to do that and I'm not going to do that. But when you start to live into your new version, your second act, you're going to find yourself wobbling, knees wobbling, trying to stand in a place where you are trying to become a new person. And it's from this place of trying to become a new person that the universe begins to send you signs and signals about who you want to be because you want to be someone different. You were you were X, X's wife or X's girlfriend long-term or X's significant other, whatever moniker has been placed upon your, upon your person. And now you don't want to be that anymore. And not only do you probably not want to be that anymore, you also probably don't want to be the person that allowed that relationship to be what it was anymore. But what happens is as the universe is sending us these signs and signals like, hey, you could go this way, you could do this thing, you've got all of this, the fear starts to come in like, okay, okay, so if I do this, let me go bounce this idea off 30 people or three people, my three best girlfriends who've been with me, my ride or dies, and they may have great advice, but you're looking for their permission. You're looking for them to say, yes, you should do that. You're looking for them to say, it's okay. If you do that, we'll still support you. Because what you're afraid is that they won't give you forgiveness if you do something that's so completely beyond their boundaries of comfort and you'll be you'll find yourself left alone. This goes back to carrying around things that are recept kind of the the receptacles of our pain we hold on to past pain because it makes people around us feel comfortable with who we are now it doesn't make us feel comfortable but it makes people around us feel very comfortable because they can look at our past pain and go she was broken at one point in time and so in some ways she's probably still broken and so any behavior that we do is viewed through the lens of the brokenness that they remember us being because we're holding on to these things that remind us of the past pain. Wedding dresses are a great example of that. How many women, ladies, and men, if you're listening to me, how many of you have held on to the wedding dress or the party dress with the quote unquote grand idea that I'm going to repurpose this into this kick you know, this kick butt, amazing wedding or party dress. Um, and, and it's going to be, it's going to be wonderful. I don't have to get rid of this dress knowing full well that that dress is literally, literally a reminder of a chapter of your life that you would choose to forget. It is, I mean, you, you don't get the only other clearer reminder of that chapter is the wedding ring itself. And as I explained to one of my clients, you take that ring, you pop that setting out, you put it, if you want to keep that stone, put it in a necklace or repurpose that ring into a pinky ring or a thumb ring or a different finger ring or, or if it's multiple stones, a pair of earrings. You don't have to get rid of the stone, but why on earth would you keep a wedding ring as some kind of, of, um, marker for the life that you obviously no longer want to live? And so as I was, as I was thinking about this today, um, excuse me, yesterday when I, when I was thinking about this, what I realized is that there is a crossroads point for a lot of us where we think we need permission or we hope people will forgive us if we do something. And what we really need to do in that moment is say, fuck it all. 
I don't care. I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do it all out, full chest, full throated, in their faces or not in their faces. Because for some of you, that thing that you're going to say fuck it and do all out is you're going to disappear. And people are going to wonder what happened to you. And that scares you to no end that you would actually just redo your entire life to the point where people won't even recognize you when they see you again. And you're hoping against hope that they will forgive you for making the decision to totally disconnect and get out and find a new life. And you're waiting so hopeful that someone will give you permission and say, it's okay, you can go. And when reality is, you just have to stand on your foreign heels and say, fuck it. I don't want to be this person anymore. I choose not to embody this reality anymore. I may have to stick to a certain location. I may have to in- invest in a certain way, especially if there are kids involved. I may have to invest in certain ways, but that's it. I don't have to do anything more than I absolutely have to do to make sure that the tether to that old that old me stays there because there even with kids the reality is that you're not going to be the same mom on this side of the the breakup that you were on the other side so why are you trying to be and I get it kids need continuity I'm a single mom kids love stability they love continuity they don't like things to change too much on them but they're also resilient and they don't stay the same they're not going to be the same kid on this side of the separation that they were before. They're going to find their new version of normal. And if they're still in any way, shape or form under the age of 10, they're going to be totally different human beings every year because they're going through something new every year in their own little space. So as you're thinking and contemplating about what's going on in your life, I want to ask you some questions. The first is, where are you waiting for someone to give you permission to act, to give you permission to cut your hair, to dye your hair? Oh, Another great story. I remember distinctly uh, a long time ago, uh, an old friend of mine wanted to cut her hair, but she was in a relationship and um, she wanted to cut her hair and she got it cut and it was so cute. And she decided to go a little crazier with the hair color. So not your standard blonde. Uh, And her hairstylist put these amazing magenta highlights in it. And she freaked out. Come completely freaked out she left the salon with it thinking that she was going to be okay came to a house that I happened to be as I happened to be at with some friends and immediately set us all down and asked us to forgive her for doing this to her hair and she was desperately looking to make sure that she was still okay and in that moment it was so heartbreaking because she was beautiful and the haircut was fantastic And she really wanted a new hair color, but she couldn't bring herself to give herself permission to love it. So if we didn't say we loved it and convinced her that her then boyfriend, soon to be husband, was also going to love it, then she was never going to be able to be okay with it. And in the end, she was never okay with it. She couldn't convince herself that it was okay because ultimately when she showed it to the then boyfriend, then became at the time boyfriend, then became husband, he hated it. He absolutely hated it. It looked completely different from the woman that he knew. He did not appreciate the color at all. So she went back to strawberry blonde. And I don't know if she ever redyed that hair, anything other than strawberry blonde ever again. That's a small example. But how many of you out there are hanging on to hairstyles, hair colors, hair textures, hair whatevers, because you are so afraid that if you do something different, you will be, you will not get forgiveness from the people that you care about. 
from the people who are so used to seeing you a certain way and who are invested in you looking a certain way. They're absolutely invested in you staying one way versus the other. They want you to stay heavy. They want you to stay, they want you to stay, you know, lazy. They want you to stay long here. They want you to stay natural. They want you to stay what they want you for whatever reason. They're really comfortable. And you're so afraid that if you change too drastically, you will not get forgiveness. So you're waiting for permission. You incrementally inch towards things, hoping that someone will say, yes, that's okay. So that you can incrementally inch towards something, continue inching toward the thing that you really want. Fuck it, ladies, gentlemen, please, please hear me. If you're within the sound of my voice, please understand. No one's ever going to give you the permission that you seek for the life that you want. It's not within anyone's purview to give you permission to be the person that you want to be. It is simply not out there. There are so many moments in life that we pass over. The universe is literally dartboarding, you know, we're the dartboard and the universe is flinging those darts at us left, right, and sideways going bullseye, bullseye. And we're like, no, I can't do this. No, I can't do that. No, I can't do this. And we knock them away. We knock them away, hoping that someone will say, could you stop knocking those things away and go do something? Here I am. Could you stop knocking the things away that would actually make you happy, would actually get you to bliss so much faster and get out there and do it? And if and if the people that are surrounding you don't give you forgiveness because they're offended by the choices, this is where you have to stand in the life transforming moment of simply not giving a fuck. Not giving a fuck. Standing in your truth, standing in your power, understanding that your personal choices are just that. Their personal choices. And though they may have a consequence that you really hope that people will uh, not embrace, that you really hope people will understand, that you really hope that people will in time appreciate, you have to figure out how to give yourself permission to live the life that you want. Like, again, I'm not going to get into politics on this, but when it comes to our mental health, our actual mental health, there is something powerful in forgiveness and that starts with ourselves and so many of us are not forgiving ourselves that's why we're carrying around our past receptacles of pain that wedding dress my client who was moving that wedding dress from house to house to house i asked her why won't you forgive yourself for the fact that your marriage ended why won't you forgive yourself for that why are you carrying this this reminder around of the relationship that you used to have it's because you can't forgive yourself and no one around you is offering you forgiveness for the life that you used to live, that you no longer live. How many of you are carrying around something from a relationship because you have not been given permission to forgive yourself? So you carry it around like a mantle on your body. And I'm not talking about, you know, little things. I'm talking about significant things that you have kept the old journals from your marriage that you that you get out and you read every now and then to remind yourself of how bad things were or how good your life is right now. Do you really need to keep those? Do you need the, the running record of, of a life that you no longer live? Do you need to keep some, some reminder of how great things are now? Because if you need to keep a reminder of how great things are now juxtaposed against how painful and bad things were, then your healing, darling, is not settled yet then your healing is not settled yet. It's not settled yet. And if you really want to get to healing, then you have to stand on your four inch heels and say, fuck it. I'm going to let this shit go. And if I still some days twinge and worry that people don't understand my new choices, I got my four inch heels on. 
They might be platforms. They might be stilettos. It matters not to me. Whatever they are, you put them on and you say, but this is the road that I'm walking down. And I'm walking strongly down this road of giving myself permission to simply not give a fuck that you don't understand. Simply not give a fuck that you don't understand that I sold the, the house and bought a flat in New York City. Simply not give a fuck that you don't understand that I detest the diet that I used to have. So I'm going to go strictly this now. Simply not give a fuck that you don't understand that, you know, I really hate wearing jeans and I really detest wearing this. So I want to be Saks Fifth Avenue haute couture all the time. So I'm going to go pursue that life and maybe I'll fall into a modeling gig or a lifestyle blogger gig all of a sudden. Maybe you are saying, fuck it, I'm going to sell everything because what I've always really wanted to do was teach overseas. And I want, I can go do that now because I want to travel the world and I am financially completely capable of doing that. So why wouldn't I? Whatever the thing is, whatever the life is, whatever the choices are that you are not making because no one has given you permission and you're not certain that people will forgive you are the choices where you need to stand up and say, fuck it, this is my time, this is my world, and this is my choice. And when you get into the life um, the life-altering moments of those choices and you say, fuck it, it belongs to me, listen, no one can stop that momentum. No one can stop that tsunami because that's when you really begin to embody and embrace the how much happy can you stand question that I keep asking. You can stand a lot more happy than you're giving yourself permission to. You can stand a lot more happy than you're giving yourself permission to. And if people can't forgive you for the amount of happy that you've given yourself permission to achieve, then you stand and you say, sorry, fuck it. It's my life. That has been Mental Health Tuesday. I sincerely hope that you have found some motivation, some inspiration, some oomph in today's episode and that you please like, comment and share. I love to, we're building the Bliss Tribe and we're building, um, I'm hoping to build subscriptions. But most importantly, please pass this along to someone who needs to hear it. And if nothing else, look at yourself in the mirror today and say, I give you permission, you, person staring back at me into my own eyes, I give you permission to pursue as much happy as you can stand to pursue and receive today. And if some people don't forgive you for choices that you might make in the pursuit of that happiness, then you've got your big girl shoes on and you're ready to say, this is my life. So fuck it. I hope that you have a great day, everyone. I will see you on Thursday with Hot Girl Thursdays. Have a wonderful week. Take care. Dr. Sashin, out.